honestly, it's just a mistake. It was just a mistake from the producers. No one watched Canada's Drag Race, I think, because I don't know who would have made that executive decision. We're back. You wanted more? Here's Snatch Season 4. This season, we'll be diving into RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. Which sees the fiercest British queens compete against some of the most cutthroat performers from other global editions of the franchise. From maxi challenges, runways and lip syncs, we will be analysing their every move. It's one of the most ambitious crossover events in history, so get ready for the drag war to end all wars. Sparta! Dragon. On this week's grand premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race UK vs. The World, nine fierce fan-favourite contestants from all corners of the franchise re-entered the workroom. UK's Bag of Chips, Blue Hydrangea and Cheryl Hole, Canada's Jimbo and Lemon, America's Jujubee and Mohart, Holland's Janie Jacquet and Thailand's Pangina Heels. For their first challenge, the queens were tasked with showcasing their charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent for a talent show before stomping down the runway in an I'm a winner themed ensemble. Like past seasons of All Stars, the top two contestants will lip sync for the win and decide which of the bottom queens gets the chop. Umar, let's talk about this episode. Tell me everything. Let's let's dive on in to the entrance looks, Okay. There's no better place to start other than the entrances. I think for me, Canada took the early crown when it comes to entrances. I think Jimbo and Lemon both looked the part. They gave concept. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't that well-versed with Canada's Drag Race because I got halfway through, but I didn't see it through. It's a crime. It's a queer crime, but we move on. So I'm excited for that. And I think Bagger, Cheryl, Blue Hydrangea, I think they have shown their British drag elevating. And Juju is a queen of my heart. Mm. So I think I was happy to see. And Pangina, come on, let's talk about Pangina. The co-host of Drag Race Thailand sashaying into, well, onto the main stage even, which was a gag. I mean, we would never see Michelle or RuPaul ever put their head on the line like that. So I think Pangina's got, they've got the nerves. So I think that is an exciting thing to see um, right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so excited to see these international queens interact with our British quintessential sense of humour because we're so dry especially with a bag of chips you know up my arse and all that kind of crap that she gets <laughs> I just love seeing them and obviously Janie 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 Jacquet, Holland mm. she was voted shadiest queen on her season so I'm so excited to see how she how she plays this I totally agree. And also, I think geographically, when you divide the world, we all have our different views on competition. So is it going to be a friendly race? Is it going to be Americans coming in? And is it going to be like World War II again, where America's going to come in the final moment and steal the glory? I mean, what is Holland going to bring to this? Like, is it going to get European? I don't know. I think it's so many aesthetics, languages, and geographical cultural moments up in here so I think it's going to be a fun cosmopolitan cocktail yeah I love that you decided to talk about World War II one of the greatest tragedies in history well Well, I mean we started the podcast with Sparta so I think (laughs) I think war is going to be a common thread and to be honest when we get to the workroom it does get a little bit feisty and divided um 
Do yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So one of the most well awkward moments of the whole episode was with Blue and formerly known as Monique Hart. She's now Mo. We kind of saw it with the entrances when she was quarreling with Cheryl, but I didn't expect even more drama, right? So what did you think of Blue versus Mo? It wasn't technically like a battle or war, but it was an awkward, shady moment that I'm not necessarily sure should have actually happened because Blue yeah. had guts, right? Yeah, I agree with that because I think, okay, the thing is, I think Mo is coming in a little bit like Gia Gunn, where I think it's not necessarily they're a villain or they're an evil person. I think Mo is bringing the American energy of being like, I'm going to give you a show. There's a storyline. Maybe I will be that dynamic, not villainous, but that kind of firestarter character. I do think with Blue, I don't know, when I watched it, I got a little bit secondhand embarrassment because I'm like... yeah. Okay, so the context was, apparently they did a show together and Mo didn't... Well, Mo asked Blue if she could hold her shoes or something and then got angry at her when she dropped... Yeah. Something like that. So Basically yeah. treated Blue like a showrunner. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been a fashion assistant once in my time, you know. It's just, it, I get Blue's frustration, but I think that didn't happen in the workroom. Mm. So I think throwing the mm-hmm. accusation out there is already making us think about Mo in a certain way. And I think that was kind of unfair because Mo hasn't revealed anything on her own behalf. So maybe strategic game planning from Blue. Imagine if someone you started working with just came up to you and was like, "Um, hi, um, when I first met you, I didn't like you. I would be like, you can bog right off. Uh, uh, Who are you saying that to me? Is this gaslighting or is, is this a microaggression? I don't know what it is, but it just fell off. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, and, yeah, uh, if Mo was a pain in the ass at one point, leave it out of the show. Do you know what I mean? Leave it out. And also, let's break this whole sisterhood situation down. Like, there is so many girls in this alumni sorority row, whatever you want to call it. I feel like not everyone's going to go along. There's conflict or personalities. So if a Drag queen's not giving you what you want to be given. Just walk away. But it does make good TV. It makes good TV. (laughs) And do you know what made great TV? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, for the talent show, Jimbo. I will go out on a limb and say this was one of the greatest performances that's ever happened in the history of Drag Race and just reality TV shows in general. You've seen Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. So Sarah Michelle Gellar's Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. You know the Luna Ghost? No. You've seen a live-action Scooby-Doo? N- girl, I, no. I wouldn't... We have talked about it. I don't know. The thing is, it's a very niche reference that I think belongs to a very niche community. Um, you are showing me up right now. We've spoken about Scooby-Doo on so many occasions. Okay, well, back okay. to Jimbo. <laughs> no, this is what I was getting at. She looked like the Luna Ghost from Scooby-Doo and terrified that film. I've shown you pictures. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said before, I'm not well-versed in the world of Jimbo. Mm-hmm. So when they came out shrieking and... Um, throwing ham. Throwing ham and being hysterical. <laughs> and I think it was a camp circus thing that... I think that is talent. What do you think the meaning behind this performance was? I think the meaning behind the performance was a sophisticated interpretation of what talent is yeah. so like we said 
when it comes to the talent show, whether it's all stars or normal show, everyone goes to lip syncing and choreography and singing an original song. I think Jimbo basically was a little bit of a trailblazer where it was like, I'm going to give you ridiculous, but make it funny. I just want to know what talent has to do with ham. Oh, I don't know, babe. I don't eat pork, so I wouldn't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, I just think it was the most bonkers, ridiculous, outlandish thing. And I really didn't know how RuPaul was going to take it. But when she threw ham at RuPaul, we knew she was going to win, right? RuPaul wanted a bit of ham. And I think that's the secret, isn't it? You've got to make RuPaul laugh. And I think RuPaul gets it. Yeah. I think Michelle and Graham were just a bit like, oh, what's going on? But... um. I think that's funny. I think it's funny. And I think it shows that this competition is going to give us lots of different shades of comedy. Yeah. Well, from Jimbo, that is. From All the Jimbo. queens just gave us lip sync numbers and, you know, performances to the original tracks, which I'm not dissing, but this was fresh for Drag Race. We've never seen this. We've never seen this. The thing is, I didn't really like Holland. Um, Jamie Chiquet. I didn't like that performance. I It was sloppy. The, yeah. The reveals and the theatre behind it wasn't sophisticated for me. Mm-hmm. Juju did lose my interest. Oh, Juju. Juju did lose my interest. And I think, but didn't she do that for All Stars as well? Like a live singing performance? Yeah. And it didn't land then. I, and I don't think it landed now. I think unless you have powerhouse vocals. Unless you're, you know, Jinx Monsoon level of vocals or mm-hmm. uh, who's a great singer? Um, I don't know, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yeah, mm-hmm. that famous drag queen from season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think you should sing unless you can really blow us away. Well, yeah, speaking of the talent show and singing, what did you think of Mo Hearts? Because I think, was she tackling Tina Turner? Okay. I don't have any negative or positive things about this. I have nothing to say about this. I, 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 don't, mm. I don't think of it. I didn't think of it after the episode. Does that, you know? Yeah. Is that it's mean? A, it's a flash in the pan kind of moment, I get it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. now Lemon. Oh, I've got thoughts, but what are your thoughts? I think she split her motherfucking titty. Kitty. Oh my God. No, and no. she did the splitty on that motherfucking stage. And she was in the bottom. The thing is, Lip syncing and choreo isn't original in the first place. But that, what was it? Staircase, big jump. Yeah. It's been done by Arja and it's become a meme and it's become like synonymous. Is that the Mm -hmm, word? mm -hmm. With that queen. So I think there's something about doing the same thing that everyone else can do. But when you're tailoring it specifically that someone else has done it in that way, I think the judges were being nice and they weren't making the Aja comparison, but it was alluded to. And I I think, yeah. I think with Lemon, for me, it wasn't even about the choreo. I think I said to you when we were watching it, her face just wasn't in the performance. Mm-hmm. It was somewhere else. I agree about her face, and I agree about what you are saying before, but then think how many queens have actually just sung, or lip-synced, or danced. And she was criticised when she gave in a better performance than literally seven of them. I actually think she should have been safe. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree, babe. I'm really Um, unhappy. But then we don't agree on the following point, because I actually liked Blue Hydrangeas performance. And then you, I was surprised you didn't like it, because it was very whimsical. It was camp. It was doing something with the, what was it, the three prop puppet things. I think that was quite fun. It just seemed lazy to me. No. Do you know what it was? It did remind me of. It reminded me of Madonna's Give Me All Your Love In with... um, MIA and, and Nicki Minaj, Minaj. The yeah. song, it reminded me, which I kind of liked. She was just strutting around the room with some 
dozed. Yeah, I think it's just a case of like maybe everyone else was a little bit mediocre and then yeah. her doing something a little bit quirky pushed over the edge. Yeah. For I, me. I, I just love Lemon so much that I... I do, I agree. But um, well, speaking on the Lemon mm-hmm. gate, she finds herself in the bottom two with... Fuming. With... Um, Raging. With, Disappointed. Yeah. Not happy. I'm being really mean by calling her Holland because her name is Janie Jackie, but... Janie Jackie. Janie Jackie. There's an accent on the E. Don't come from me, Holland. <laughs> but we find Lemon and Janie Jackie in the bottom two, and we have that dynamic of Jimbo and Pangina at the top. So is it going to be Canada saving Canada? Is it going to be the two underdog well not underdogs but like obviously there's only one holland representative and one um thailand holland so it's like anyone's game to play for yeah so what did you think of the lip sync between pangina versus jimbo the first one of the series to the beat of say you'll be there by spice girls in front of melcy sporty spice herself what do you think okay i think pangina was flawless amazing Mm -hmm. Good lip sync, good moves. I think Jimbo, I don't know what was going on there, whether that was deliberate messiness of just, like, standing in Pangina's way, tripping over. Was Jimbo giving it 50% because they didn't want to reveal the lip sync? Lipstick to send someone home? Did they want Lemon to go home? And they knew that Pangina would have Lemon's lipstick. And is that why they threw the lip sync? So then Pangina could send Lemon home. Like, I don't know what the strategy was, but I just think Jimbo didn't deliver it in any capacity. It sounds like a conspiracy. I think it was a conspiracy. And also, when Jimbo returned to the back of the stage, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just not a good dancer. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I don't know. I just think there was something happening where Jimbo just didn't want to make the decision. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did laugh, though, when Jimbo tumbled over Pangina. <laughs> Yeah, but I see. I don't. I don't like that. I feel like if that was any other season, if that was like a main RuPaul's ordinary it was an accident. No, but I think if it was an ordinary season. I think RuPaul's like the screen grab they would have got RuPaul would be of like rage. It would have been like a messy queen falling on the stage. And I feel like it's different. You're lip syncing for your legacy, not your life. So, but I, I think it was just messy all around. Yeah, but then to be honest, on Canada season one, Jimbo only really competed in one lip sync and it wasn't impressive. So I, I, I just don't think that it's her forte. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a really great lip sync to start off the series. Um, yeah, loved it. Wow. Omar, are you ready now to hear some questions from our rapid, rapid fan base? Oh my God, you know, I'm always keen to listen to our avid listenership. <laughs> um, so yeah, what have they been saying on the polls? Okay. <laughs> First up, we've got Nathaniel from Denmark. Hi, Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel. <laughs> Hope you're okay. <laughs> He asks, where was RuPaul heading at the start of the episode on that platform? I don't know. Yeah, Nathaniel, I'm sorry. I don't uh, Nathaniel, I mean, I think that was um, a choice. Yeah. Because obviously, if RuPaul is getting on a crane and all the queens are looking at on the other side of the door, like you can hear a crane yeah. ascending. <laughs> it just made no logistical sense. Also, I thought there was going to be a reason for the queens to actually even be revealed on the main stage. Um, yeah. So it just, um, drama. It's a good Queer question, drama. Nathaniel, but 
I don't have a clue because I'm Would not part of production and I wasn't there. But thank you so much for sending this question in. Thank you very much. Are you ready to hear the next one, Umar? Help me. We've got Lorna from Swansea. Oh my God, hey Lorna. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. For future talent shows, do you think there should be a ban on original songs and lip syncs? Lorna, my answer for you and RuPaul is yes. Because oh. I think RuPaul even says, I think we've been treated to two talent shows on season 14 and then this. And RuPaul said, this is your opportunity to show us your drag and who you are and like a window into your mind. And I think if you're just doing a lip sync choreo, okay, I think it's great. You're showing you have the moves, but we're not seeing how your mind Picks. And also, talent show is meant to be variety. Well, I vehemently disagree with you because, like you said, this is a talent show. This is about drag queens showcasing their art. And one major aspect of a drag queen is their music. And, you know, mostly the music they release after the show. Look at Bibi Zahara Bene with Jungle Key, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell Bibi Zahara Bene she comes back for another go that she can't sing one of the most iconic songs in history? Yes, because I feel like, I feel the show, the lip sync is going to happen, whether you like it or not. Even if you get to the final, you're going to have to lip sync. Like, it's guaranteed that it's going to happen. And I think with the talent show, it is a chance for you to have the creative reins on how you want to portray yourself and do something completely out of the box and kooky. And I think if you're just going for the safe option, then you're just going to be a safe queen. There's no excitement. There's nothing different. You're it. trying to censor their artistry. No, and I'm, I'm not. Having it. I'm, I'm not, not having it. I think I'm compromise. Not, no, because a classic example is you even said at the beginning of this podcast, Jimbo was your standout favorite. And did Jimbo do a lip sync? Did they do a choreography number? No. And you spoke about it and laughed at it more than the choreography queen. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy the choreography no, or the original that's song. Sa- well, that's no, you're coming no, to me. No, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 I'm not having this because I did not mention once at all. I've not said I don't like the lip sync numbers, okay? No. What I think compromise here is that the queens, that there should be a, you know, a limit on how many queens can actually do a song. Okay, well, I think Lorna is just starting stuff Lorna <laughs> and debate. So I'm going to move on. Lorna, you're blocked. You, Lorna, you, you, <laughs> Lorna wants... To start some trouble. And she succeeded. So, yeah. third and final caller. Hello? No, wait. It's Sven <laughs> from Michigan. So, Sven says, which queens who aren't part of the cast would you have liked to see this season? Oh, this is a really good question. And I'm happy to answer that. Unless you want to go first. No, you go first. Okay, so the queens I would have liked to have seen, I would have liked there to have been uh, UK season one, two, and three representation if it's going to be UK versus the world. And I would have liked to see some queens who've not been on the show four times, such as Asia O'Hara, Denali. I would have liked some Australian queens. I would have loved if another winner came back from an international season, such as Envy Peru from Holland. Maybe some Thailand contestants. Who do you think? I mean, if it's meant to be the world, I mean, Canada, Holland, Thailand, and America is hardly the world. I agree with you. Maybe Australia, ugh, maybe. Um, oh, what's the whole? I mean, it was probably a dead season. Yeah. I think other countries definitely bring it into the fold. But then again, this is the first of its kind. So it is the guinea pig. So, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them for going for like firm 
veteran queens like Juju and you know the season one UK yeah. queens. Do you know what? There's a nice array of characters here. Yeah, so, I just think with nine queens, it's almost like one didn't show up or they couldn't get anyone else. Like, what's been the number nine? They've never really done that before. Just put it on COVID. Put it on COVID. Put it on COVID. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, um, callers, for your questions. If you have any questions for me and Umar, head to our Instagram stories every Tuesday at 10pm after each episode of Drag Race UK versus the world. Okay, it's time for the runway. And this week, the theme was I'm a winner, baby. Umar, as fashion editor, tell me, how would you have executed this theme? Tell me everything. Um, I don't know, because I feel like being a trophy and being gold has been done. I think medals and ribbons have been done. I think I would have come out as, like, a groomed poodle or something. I think that kind of playing on being a winner, but also competition and being a little bit of a puff, I think that would... <laughs> I don't know, that's what I would have done. I would have had fun with it. I think... Well, now you mention it, if I was going to do that... I think for me, on the actual runway, Lemon was the only one that looked polished and cute and a bombshell. And I think if she's a winner, I, th- I like the way she incorporated Lemon's and her signature yellow shades into her drag. I think it was such a phenomenal, polished look. Everyone else, I think, was a little bit of a mess. I think the UK did us dirty. Oh. I think Baga looked like a cross between the chess pieces of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone mixed with some Sir George and the Gawain Green Knight. I don't know what it was. What was she doing? Well, she said she wanted to be an Oscar, but I just don't think it landed. I think she looked a mess. I think Cheryl, again, looked very um, Christmas pageantry. I mean, rip those gold stars off. I thought she looked cute. No, cute. I didn't think so. I think Blue Hydrangea again didn't hit the mark for she, me. She looked amazing, but it wasn't the theme. It wasn't the theme. I think there was a concept with Jimbo. Mm. I think they were like a chess piece and stuff. I think a little bit controversial in my eyes. But then, yeah, I think it was a lot of meh for me. I think, I didn't think it was winner. It didn't give me winner. It didn't give me creativity. No one really stepped outside the box. I think just people came out in their second option for their finale look, if that made sense. I see. Like my heart as well. I think that could have been like... <gasps> no, that was amazing. Um, I love that. I thought... Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think it could have been just it could have been just a nice gown for like the finale moment rather than being a winner. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying is my idea is superior of being a poodle. So. Okay. All right. Tell me who out of all the queens, I want one name for each question I'm about to throw at you. Okay. Who left you slain the most and who left you the most disappointed? I hate to say it. Disappointment maybe Juju. I think Juju B played a little bit too safe. Just wasn't bad. Wasn't good. It just was safe in my eyes. And I think for being full-blown slain, I'm going to give it to Panchina. Not Jimbo. No, I think Jimbo's just was a little bit too sinister for me. But Jimbo is sinister. Yeah, and I wasn't really comfortable with it. But I think Panchina looked gorgeous. I think it was such a nice way to incorporate the Thailand culture and traditional garments with like a high fashion twist. So I think Panchina, for me, took mm-hmm. the word. Everyone yeah. else fell to the shadows. Yeah. Juju B looked like she was just out for dinner. Yeah. Very that, very that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think Lemon and Pangina for me looked like winners. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, now it's time for the interview portion of this podcast. So I spoke with Lemon, sadly. I mean, I didn't want to speak with her at this point, fuming about it still. But I spoke with her about her controversial exit and coming to the defense of Pangina Heels Online. Are you ready? I'm ready and it is bittersweet, but I am ready. Do I do that? Bittersweet, (laughs) but I'm ready. Hit play. Lemon, it seems like Drag Race season premieres are cursed for you at this point. What's going on? You know what? I may be the queen of the verse, but I always bottom first. (laughs) Honestly, you did not deserve to be anywhere near that bottom two um, at all. Be honest. What did you think when you got those critiques? Well, the gag is I don't really think I got critiques. They just kind of said nice things with an eye roll. Like one thing Michelle said, she literally says, you know, you do look like a winner. Yeah, that's the category of the runway. (laughs) So it was hard to understand really why they were so not impressed because I was like, you guys didn't actually say anything bad. You just were like, oh, someone did that once, which I was like, no one's ever sang a live song before. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was all very confusing. Tell me what was going through your mind when Pangina kind of revealed your lipstick? Honestly, part of me was like a little bit relieved just because I didn't feel like any warmth at all from the judging panel. And it was very, very overwhelming. And like my season got a bad rap for the judges being a little bit harsh. So I, you know, I'm used to that. I, I'm a competitive dancer. I've been taking critiques my entire life. I, I have no problem with being told, oh, this wasn't perfect. This could have happened, this blah, blah, blah. But it just was hard because it, it felt like, you know, they just didn't like my number at all. They didn't like my runway at all. They didn't give, you know, any kind of care about what I was doing, which is totally their prerogative. They're the judges and we sign up for them to decide. But when Pan pulled my lipstick, I kind of thought like, oh, great. I don't have to hear their opinions again next week. (laughs) You didn't even get a chance to open a bloody chocolate bar. I didn't. What honestly, I think I would have been more pissed to open a chocolate bar. That is that is the shadiest thing they're doing. It's so mean. I know. I mean, do you think that Jimbo would have saved you? Because I know that earlier on in the episode, you were saying how you haven't been very close in season one. Do you think she would have had your back? I think Jimbo would have absolutely had my back. She, we, uh, you know, there's some some chit chat and some drama that we have. But Jimbo and I also are both dramatic people, and like as much as we talk shit, we love each other with our whole hearts. And every time I'm with her, we have such a good time. So, and I also really think that she thought that my number was really impressive. And you know, I don't think you know anyone else could have done what I did. So it was. You know, as much as, like, I think we have our Canadian sistership, I also would say that I think Jimbo would have just picked what Jimbo would have thought was more impressive. Yeah. I mean, you slammed your motherfucking kitty into that floor. You slammed it. Oh, Liddy, I splitty my kitty. (laughs) The jump split was so much fun, but it really, really did scare me. I I jumped off of, like, two foot. I jumped off of, like, a three foot, which is, like, the average for a bar. I've done that a hundred times. So this time I really wanted to make sure it was like a good, good, good gag. And I, I bought a four foot box and <laughs> sky high and like standing on top of it. I was like, this is the scariest thing ever. I feel like I was in the Canada's drag race season one, first mini challenge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, on Twitter, you came to the defense of Panjana Heels, who was inundated with racist remarks and death threats. What do you think needs to be done to combat all of this ridiculous hate? Well, I think one thing that just needs to be said is that, like, in general, there, it's never this deep. <laughs> like, and also, people need to realize you're watching what happened to us, like, a year ago. So I'm like, I'm big moved on, sis. I don't give a fuck no more. Oh, sorry. I don't know how much story I watched. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, sure, obviously, I'm crying. Sure, obviously, I was upset. Sure, obviously, for a second, I was like, that bitch. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, she texted me. We got a letter together. She wrote me a fucking paragraph saying how incredible, you know, that it was to watch. And I, I was obsessed with her. Her number was amazing. She looked gorgeous on the runway. And now we're friends and we're going to work together in the real world. Hopefully there's a world tour where we are going to all go on together. You know what I mean? So, you know, I appreciate that people are upset, but I'm like, it wasn't Pangina's fault, A, that I was even in the bottom. And B, I'm like, it's just never that deep. It's never deep enough to tell someone that they, you know, tell someone hurtful things for (laughs) a drag queen competition on TV. That's Yeah, exactly. I mean, you are responsible for some of my favorite drag race moments of all time, from your impersonation of Jojo Siwa to Miss Fitz. And of course, the only thing you're fucking is stupid. Um, What else could we have expected from you if you advanced further in a competition? Well, I can guarantee you that I would have won any reading challenge I would ever be a part of. So the fact that they got rid of me before that, honestly, is just a mistake. It was just a mistake from the producers. No one watched Canada's Drag Race, I think, because I don't know who would have made that executive decision. But yeah, I was really ready for Snatch Game. I had a hilarious character I was planning to do. I was going to do Tim Gunn from Project Runway. Hello, Dividers. <laughs> um... You know, so I was really excited. I had a gorgeous little costume, custom-made wig. And the other thing that I would say is no one on earth would have been prepared for the runways I brought. I spent a lot of money (laughs) because I had been saving it up to do this. You know what I mean? When I got on Canada's Drag Race, I was so excited and I had $12 to my name. And I feel like I turned that season out with, you know, some actually terrible runways And so when I came back to this, I was like, every single runway, I just want to come out and feel glamorous and expensive and royal and flawless. And I honestly, like looking at my, you know, the photos I'm going to post this season, I did that. Well, you looked absolutely stunning. I mean, that runway you came out in, the I'm a Winner Baby runway, had me. I looked on to BBC Pictures this morning just to download it in high res. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. I I honestly felt like such a princess. I've never felt so beautiful. And on Canada's Drag Race, we had a pageant runway and I was a toddler. I did the toddlers and tiaras little runway, which I don't regret at all. But I did always want to have that very glamorous, very grown up uh, version of Lemon. It's something that I've absolutely never done in my entire life. And it's very, in my opinion, polar opposite of what I do in drag. I mean, I tend to wear a flat wig, you know. Um, So it was just exciting to be able to get to be like the beautiful little pageant princess I've always dreamed of being. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved you on season one of Canada. I really want to see more of you this time around. I mean, I'm not going to say this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me ever. (laughs) No, it might. Yeah, it might be. Okay, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I wouldn't say it's the worst thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. So I think at the end of the day, Obviously, you know, I cried. I was very upset. 
But I think the real truth of the matter is like, I'm so proud of what I did. And I feel like I hope Canada is so proud of what I did. And I really don't know. I made that joke on the runway saying, oh, maybe I would have changed everything. But I'm like, I really don't know that I would have because this is the first time I've ever been in front of RuPaul and Michelle. And I'm like, what do I do? I fucking dance and I rap, you know, I absolutely could have gone on and done a tap solo. I could have absolutely gone on and done an acrobatics routine. I absolutely could have gone on and fucking juggled and hula hooped and done this and that. But I'm like, I am a dancer and I am a rapper and that number was pun. So, so what if I did a jump split off of a four foot box? (laughs) You should have changed the goddamn thing, Lemonade, <laughs> as it was, honestly. Thank you. Um, finally, so you mentioned rap. Yes. Your dad stacks on this, drops stacks on this, and don't forget it. He's trying to find the pussy pics upon Reddit. To me, is the greatest lyric in pop rap music history. You know what? I think. I've always like loved poetry and I've always really loved rap because like they kind of go hand in hand, but rap is just poetry about how iconic and brilliant you are, which I'm like, I'm also a narcissist. So I'm like, you know, we're just adding on things that I love and writing come through was so fun because I just wanted it to be like every single line was just a really good Instagram caption. That's what I went for. You know what I mean? I was like every line in my rap and come through, I was like, that would be a good Instagram caption. <laughs> It was the drag version of Nicki Minaj's verse in Monster. That's how I see it personally. Wow. That's honestly, that's an honor. 50K for a verse, no album out. <laughs> and you haven't got an album out. So tell me, are you planning on releasing more music this year? I am. I am. I'm working on, I'm working on a little rap EP situation, but I just don't want to do music for the sake of, of making music. And I, you know, I really just want to make sure that everything really comes from me and, and a team of people that I'm really excited to work with. So yeah, I'm like writing things. I honestly write like a verse every single day. I, I, they just pop into my head and I write them down and edit them and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like eventually we'll be able to sit and piece them all together and make something perfect. But I just don't want to release anything that I'm not so proud of and I'm you know I'm in a rush I'll but just can wait all right well Lemon promise me we're gonna do this again when the EP the album the mixtape whatever it is whenever it drops we'll be here again oh, absolutely absolutely anytime babe on next week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world, the contestants will serve three looks for the RuPaul Ball, including an outfit from scratch that Mama Ru herself would wear. Oh, I mean, RuPaul's wardrobe is quite the eclectic ensembles. I'm excited. Me too, me too. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Snatched. And we'll be back at this time again next week. Bang. Hi, I'm Lemon, and you're listening to Snatch, available on Apple. What is it? Sorry. Hi, you're Lemon, and you're listening. Well, you're not on that. Hi, it's Lemon, and you're listening to Snatch. Find us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts.